Hello and welcome to episode four of Appetite for Production, the only podcast you need for uh, music production, news, views and trues. Oh yeah. Scottish for trousers. (laughs) I'm Tim Kant. I am a music journalist and music production guy. Uh, I'm here with James Russell. Tell me about yourself, James. I'm the very same, Tim. The very same, if you don't know by now. (laughs) Well, I haven't been paying attention. So what are we going to look at in this uh, episode, James? Today we're going to look at some audio games. Oh. Uh, Yamaha versus collaborative production. Snore. New crazy artificial intelligence composition platforms. Wow, is that going to excite me? Nope. Oh, good. New crazy artificial intelligence synths. That sounds like something else we could be grumpy about. Yeah. Uh, Crazy names for companies. Oh, I like that. That sounds fun. Browser-based audio. Oh my god! Say what? And we're going to take a little stroll through a town I like to call Beringer. Oh, bizarre. Okay, I'm looking forward to seeing and hearing what that entails. Let's get this party started, Tim. Wicked. I'm, I've fastened my seatbelt and I'm ready to head down the M1 of Music Tech News. First thing I want to show you is called... Square Wave Maker. What? It is. What does that do then? Surprise me. It's a game. You're joking. No, it's an actual game. It is a side-scrolling, sort of running, imagine Dance Dance Revolution or Guitar Hero in a side-scrolling game. What? So, why don't you just take a look at it? I'm going to use my eyes to do that right now. So you're jumping around and when you land or you jump through a coin or something, it plays a note. The level is predetermined and it seems you can have two people doing it. Okay. It looks a bit inexplicable, doesn't it? Yeah. I've seen a lot of like rhythm games and everything. Um, And this looks like it's kind of like got a cool fresh take on it. But it doesn't. It doesn't. Ha- I'd like to. I'd like to see someone play it badly so I could know what happens right. when you mess up because this is a little bit too perfect. It looks a bit scripted. Looks a little bit pre-recorded. Yeah, the demo. yeah. Well, but it's nice to see people taking a bit more of a sort of techie approach to it. But I, you know, I want it to be like, you know, okay. You're, getting, you're supposed to make these waveforms, and when you do it a bit wrong, you get something that doesn't sound like a square wave. Yeah. Wiper. But maybe that is what, I think, what happens. To be honest, these games usually live or die by what they do when you fuck up. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. On Rock Band or something, if you if you mash the wrong note or do it at the wrong time, then you get a bit of a sort of... But yeah. I remember it wasn't, like, it wasn't a satisfying mess up. I want to yeah. see how these guys handle that. Yeah, because with Parappa the Rapper, which is... Or pretty pretty much a granddaddy of a lot of these things, or whatever. When you messed up, it was pretty it was pretty cool, or whatever. You had a silly dog, um, you know, stuttering his words out, which is he doesn't want to see that. So, do you remember there was like a uh, was it called Audio Surf or something? I didn't play Audio Surf. I played Vib Ribbon. Oh, uh, was that like the, that? the No Frills version of Audio Surf? Yeah, it was like yeah, you basically a bunny rabbit on a really budget looking vector line, and you could put your own CDs in, and it would make levels depending on what the cd was so it was kind of yeah basically based on the waveform so if you put some modern music in there you'd just be sausages gliding downhill all day yeah fat and sausages <laughs> well the, the good news uh is this this is scheduled for release in 2019 so oh, you've got, got plenty of time you've got 12 months of anticipation Okay, cool. I mean, I haven't played a rhythm game for a long time. Oh, the last one I played was called like Aero. I don't know if you've seen that. No. It was it was like an it was on PS4, and it was pr- like what they done was pretty cool. Like you used one stick to like kind of like follow the melody or lead line uh-huh. around your crafter circle, and then you used the other stick to like shoot things red style. And it was technically quite well done. 
but personally, I didn't really enjoy it or whatever. And they had a lot of cool tunes, or like licensed tunes on the soundtrack and everything. But yeah, I'm still waiting for that rhythm game that really pushes my buttons rhythmically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's no crazy taxi, is it? Well, that was in no way a rhythm game, but I know a lot it's of people... It's just a great love... game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People love the soundtrack on there. Let's make crazy money, right, James? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's amazing. So what else? What else have you seen with your music eye? Okay. Next up is a thing called Orb Composer. Last time we were talking about AI. Yeah. And it's uh, hit and miss deployment in the world of music software. Sure. Uh, or shall we say it's misdeployment in the world of music software. Mm-hmm. Now, Orb Composer supposedly uses AI, but I'm not sure how. <laughs> It's basically a door of some sort, a composition platform, if you will. You can put plugins into it. Okay. More of a timeline, more of an arranger. But... Oh, God, I'm seeing the history of music technology flashing before my eyes. Yeah, it's, it's like dying. <laughs> this is the guy who made it. So, the idea is, you're basically drawing in something resembling automation which they call momentum, and you can move one instrument's momentum up while the other's going down, or a couple come up and something, and I, they're, they're, they're promising that you will be able to build your own musical style. Wow. But, you know, I don't want there to be all sorts of styles around the place. <laughs> yeah. I don't want people to you just style in your make music. styles willy-nilly. Oh, Lord. I, I mean, the part of the appeal for me about music production is that I get to do it myself. And even if I do it badly and wrong, I feel like it's, you know, it's my creation. Mm. But equally, I don't know, if it can take music to exciting new places, why not? Yeah, it, it's strange. The thing is, I've, I've seen a few a bit like this, you know, nothing exactly like this. There have been some platforms when you use where you use code and you can oh, sort of tweak word. the the uh, harmonic nature of the composition using code and but they never really obviously they never really hit a mass market and it's probably for the best i don't know like maybe this is going to be useful for people doing soundtrack stuff or library work or whatever but i don't know i like the human touch man do you know what yeah. i mean even if you're making electronic music it's, you know, the weirdness and getting stuff wrong that is often uh, the exciting part, you know? Yeah, it, it certainly seems like a strange prospect. I still don't understand how it works, you know? The, well, so, if, they, if they let people me. know how it works, then it's going to be a lot less interesting. I mean, do we, do we have any info when it comes out, what it's going to cost? Yeah, it's, it's going to be 350 euros or 650 euros artist or pro version. What do you get in the pro version? Ugh, loads more stuff, I guess. <laughs> wow, what an informative answer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's I don't know, artificial intelligence? I can't, I can't even work out how it uses artificial intelligence. You don't need to work that out, because the artificial <laughs> intelligence is on it. Okay. <laughs> so you just rest your pretty little brain there, James. Don't, don't strain yourself, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you know the company SK Note? Yes. Plugin developer, right? Yeah, right. Also, fi- found out a couple of years ago, they also do hardware, but don't tell many people about oh, it. Oh, okay. They do like a lot of sort of desktop-y hardware boxes. Uh, what do these boxes do? Uh, I, th- I think there was compression and things things that you would uh, otherwise know about. But right now, they've suddenly launched this sort of online mastering thing for quick mastering. It's not 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 like Lander. I thought Lander was for quick mastering. Yeah, but the, you've got some controls to play with and you, you can literally tweak it and listen to it. Okay. But they, they're using the sort of web audio API and so you would go on it on Chrome and sort of put a few things in. You can upload your track and you can upload a reference track and select some styles and select some parameters and sort of fine-tune it at least. I guess that would could be good. But... I don't know. It it would be interesting to see. I mean, if if you want to whap some audio out of your door, export it, and then you wanted to send it to someone anyway, 
over the internet yeah. just for a quick thing. And rather than messing about in your door, you went on the internet mm-hmm. and you went to this website and tweaked it a bit. And then you very quickly had a file which you could drag to another browser tab and give to somebody. But when is that really going to happen? I don't know, man. I mean, like, I guess, you know, I guess there are a lot of people making music or audio generally that aren't, you know, super au fait with mastering stuff. They just want to make something loud. I mean, I guess it could work for that. But I think if, I think once you're kind of taking music production seriously, you'd you'd want to be able to at least make your own half decent masters because the thing is it's it's just an extension of what you're doing when you're producing anyway making mm. stuff sound right basically i think they've they've gone they they are at pains to say this isn't exactly you know this isn't ozone 8 in a web yeah. browser this is just a quick thing and I, i'm pretty sure it's free i think you might oh, have it's to, free. you might have to have an sk note account okay um you know it's is a quick thing it's supposedly well, reliable. Well, fair enough and everything. And I guess it's I guess if you can hear it in real time and stuff and everything, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And the, what, what was most interesting for me is that it works through your browser. So it's basically processing audio in your browser. Yeah, that's pretty smart. Yeah, it is pretty, pretty futuristic. Smart. Yeah, and I I think that's that's the way things may start going. You know, you mm. now got you now got MIDI in your browser, you've got some audio processing in your browser, you've got upload and download so it's not even actually uploading it and downloading it you're just whapping the file into your browser and then it'll spit out something else for you sure it's all local it just happens to be done not through a dedicated piece of software but through a browser extension yeah well why not give it a shot basically i'm not you know i'm not so grumpy that i'll say it's totally worthless but possibly not for nerds like us There was a story about Yamaha. Um, have you ever heard of Ali Hooper? No. No, I would, Ali Hooper. I would, you were, what is Ali Hooper? I would imagine you hadn't heard of it because it is a online platform for oh. collabs. Oh, good. Well, no one's ever done one of those before. Yeah, and it's, and it's called Ali Hooper. It's called Ali Hooper. It's, that sounds like a person. Yeah, it sort of does. It, it sounds like a genie. Why well. don't like call it? I don't know. Dave, David Smith. David Smith online production collaboration a, platform. Yeah, totally. I guess Dave Smith might be a bit hacked off about that, but yeah. <laughs> well, it's... Um, I mean, I originally first used it because it was launched with a Reason 7. Oh, okay. And it was a propeller head thing. And they recently cleaved it off into its own thing. Um <clears throat> now Yamaha are doing it. Well, now Yamaha seems to have got on board with it with a couple of their iOS apps. But I, I went on it recently just to check this out, and it's still basically what it used to be. It looks a bit better, and I think you can you can run into some cooler music. But the problem with it back then, Propeller had had Reason 7, and they had their apps, Figure and Take, and you could use either of these and automatically upload it to your Ali Hooper account. And the idea was other people grab it, other people start using it, and it will track who's used what material to then make another track, and then who's used your thing a million times, or this song uses a million things from other people. And that's quite good. But the problem with it was that all you can uh, upload, and therefore all you can download from other people, is just basically a stereo file. With no stems? No stems. Oh. And surely stems are pretty much essential. Yeah, I mean, it sounds more for more like something for people who are just like doodling around mm. um, and not doing it particularly seriously. Back in the day, the Propellerhead apps were, they still are, but I don't think they're owned by, well, they may be owned by some kind of weird subsidiary of Propellerhead, I'm not sure. But those apps each had three tracks. One was for recording using mm. your phone's mic and the other one was drums. And if they were hooking it up for use with Reason, you would consider it it was the most natural thing in the world Mm, mm. that you have multi-track export. It's only three tracks. Yeah. But it's just a whole stereo bounce of the entire thing, and it seems to defeat the entire point of having collaboration. Yeah, not really good enough, is it? Um, No. And plus, the thing is, these days, 
we've got broadband, we've got like cloud storage. It's really not that hard to do a collaboration in a regular door showing the files. Mm. You know what I mean? So, you know, for serious stuff, I think this this sort of this sort of caper has got a long way to go. Basically, yeah. I you mean, know? having said that, there are plenty of people on it and they're making stuff, so that's oh, great. That's cool. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, but I don't think it's going to exactly change the way we work and change the way everyone does anything whatsoever. No, I mean, I'm sure eventually everything will be in the cloud and it'll be you know all this stuff will be seamless and you'll be able to invite a friend to like tweet your track and you know what no problem you'll do it all through your browser yeah exactly yeah this is what i'm saying we're going towards browsers it's gonna happen it's gonna happen i imagine in the future we'll end up using um so-called dumb terminals or whatever it is and everything will happen somewhere in the clouds and everything but until it's until it's really really awesome yeah, I think if you're if you're taking it seriously, you probably just want to be using a more more traditional solution. Well, that sounds like to me sounds like mainframe computing. I don't know what that is. Don't you remember, like on all like all the '90s films, they were always talking about the mainframe. Oh yeah, all right. The spy okay. films, you had to get to the mainframe. Oh yeah, right. Totally. So, uh, it's the coolest form of computing, in my opinion. So we're gonna have to hack into the mainframe. Exactly. We'll be like, I'm in. I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce some stems now. Yeah, <laughs> it's does gonna that be glamorous. Not, does that not? Yeah, to sound like a glamorous and cool way to produce music. Well, to, the way I produce music is anything but cool. So, any solution to make it a little bit more glamorous, I, I welcome with open arms. Definitely. This is an interesting story for one reason. Um, okay. <laughs> a audio editor exists yes made by a certain company and recently that certain company has produced a cut down version a sort of beginner version of that audio editor but the only reason i want to talk about it the audio editor is called sound it and the company have decided to call themselves internet co limited internet co limited yeah what? Why? I have no idea. It's it's one of the most ridiculous names I've ever come across. That does not scream audio editing to me. No, it screams like they want to pretend that they invented the internet. Maybe they did invent the internet. And possibly, possibly. I, I guess so. Didn't Al Gore invent the internet? Um, yeah, or Tim Berners-Lee. Berners-Lee. Is that right? Yeah, that is. Yeah, I, oh. No, he invented... Uh, the web. Hyperlinks, the the web, as yeah. you might call it. Mate, I'm still using hyperlinks in 2018, mate. Can't get enough of them. Or is it specifically HTML? I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, neither of those things are true because Internet Code Limited wow. created the internet. They sound like they're going to be like someone you buy DNS names from or whatever. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? That seems a silly, silly. What's the product? Sound it. Sound it 8 Basic. We are oh, God. We, people need to sort out the naming conventions of products because this is getting ridiculous, man. Yeah, I, I, I never saw Sound at 7. I think Sound it's called Sound at 8 because it might be 8 tracks. Um, they, well, they just jumped straight to 8 from 0, basically. Well, their one probably supports all tracks, but yeah, they've got the 8 in there for whatever reason. Uh, it's, it's weird. And the other thing is, it's $97. And I mean, I haven't used it, but it doesn't. <laughs> Why work. don't you make some really rash judgments about it? <laughs> no, no. My my point being, it, this is the basic version. Oh, okay. And it's ninety seven dollars. You can grab yourself a copy of WaveLab for something like forty five euros. Is that true? Yeah. Wave... Is it like some cut down version? Yeah. Presumably. I'm yeah, talking okay, WaveLab yeah. elements, but this is also a cut down version. Yeah. It's also a beginner okay. version. Well, I guess it depends on the feature set. Plus, I think for most people. Audacity is probably doing do the bits. I mean, don't get me wrong. I really miss SoundForge from the Windows days and everything. It would be nice to have something that was like as quick to use as that and as fully featured. But like, oh, I don't know, man. I miss me some Cool Edit Pro. I see. I was never into that because I was always Sonic Foundry for life. Having said all that, I recently, very recently, did a guide to audacity a quick guide to audacity like a beginner's guide mm. and so getting back into that was was quite nostalgic for me because you know no, everyone... do you not use it anymore no do you you still yeah, use, I use it? it all the time i generally like i didn't use it 
since I was a teenager trying to work out how audio worked. Oh, okay. I use it for um, cropping bounces and then converting them to MP3. Right. Pretty much. Because what else What else do you need to do these days that you're not really going to do at can, the door? You can know? you not get MP3 out of your door? No, I use live. I don't think it'll do MP3. It'll upload directly to SoundCloud, which I believe we've already discussed I as think... being a really awful idea. But you need to you need to put the fades on the ends. I use a lot of delay tails in my uh, music, James. Yeah, so, you, you don't know. want to delay every. Could you just automate, well, automate the, the fader down? down. The master. Nah. You ain't got time for that. I do not have time for that, man. <laughs> my arrangements change about on you know all the time and everything. All I right, need to just have right, that. You know. All right. I thing is no because MP3 <clears throat> was came out of patent last year. I think came out what patent? It, it, oh, patent. It, it was patented. Okay. And it, I think it was last year that it came out of patent, and so Ableton what? should have it because it's now a free thing. Okay. It's um I like to have that layer of like you see cuz a lot of the time about something from my door yeah. I'll be listening back in Audacity and I think oh my god this is the worst piece of music that's ever been made I need to go back to this and tweak it very slightly. You also get to see your sausage waveform in Audacity. I love seeing my sausage waveform. I like I like my waveforms big fat and round and I don't care who knows it basically. Give me that volume, man. Give me that volume. That's, well, that's all I want. I guess you could also get that volume from uh, Sound at 8 Basic. Yeah, maybe. For $97. Um, there's, I just feel like there's got to be a real good reason to want to actually pay money for an audio to do this. And do you know what? I'd like it. I'd like it if there was something that I, I felt gave me the sort of speed that um, Soundforge did back in the day. But I don't know. I don't, and plus, I don't think these things are marketed terribly well. Like, you know, tell me, you know... Sh- Show me, show me and let me hear why it's so awesome. But you know, whatevs. So James, say people have enjoyed the Appetite for Production podcast. Where they, where can they go for more information about it? Well, they could head to Facebook and search Appetite for Production podcast. That's a number four. Okay, sick. Or they could go to Twitter where we are at A4P podcast. Again, number four. Okay. Uh, they could go to Reddit, couldn't they, Tim? Yeah, they sure could, mate. Appetite for production. And they could head to a4ppodcast.com. And you better believe that's also a number four. Wicked. Oh, it's the consistency is making me very satisfied. Oh, yeah. Nice. Holy shit balls! <laughs> what is it, James? Did you see? Did I see what? Is this going to be what I think it is? No, it isn't. No, mini official Moog Mini Moog for iOS. Oh, mate, I'm not interested in apps, man. Uh, it's just so uh, much. Just bring us out some freaking plugins. I tried Animoog, which people raved about. It was rubbish. It was not good. Okay. I liked Poly6. That was really good. Right. And for somehow, I think it's... I don't know why. For some reason to me, maybe this is total placebo effect. It sounded better than the VST version. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, it certainly, this plugin looks nice from the pictures, I guess. Well, the point being, it is official. It's official, son. As in, it's, it's well, Yeah, but they've already made a bunch of plugins, so it's like, uh, eh. Well, let's stop talking about it then. No, no, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Uh, no, it's just, it was it was nice that they've... Um, you seem very excited about this finally... for some reason. Made a mini Moog uh, app. And uh, it's, yeah. It's theirs, you know, it's no one else's. Sure. And sure. there are many out there, but this one is theirs. I, do you know what? I guess, especially if you're like performing live, I guess you're sending MIDI to your iPad and then you're t- you can tweak multiple knobs in real time in the interface. I guess that's cool. Um, I'm sure it sounds fine or whatever. But I don't know. It just, I feel like it's, I feel like it's a missed opportunity when people make stuff for iOS. And don't make it for PC Mac VST. That's mm. all. That's that gets my hackles up, and they're up right now. That's Can you tell point. me anything interesting about it? Not particularly. As it was just that it was made by. How me. much does it cost? <clears throat> well, how much doesn't it cost? Uh, <laughs> it's four ninety nine. Is that all? Yeah. Oh well, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah. There you go. The apps are always generally more uh, cheaper than plugins will it work on my phone yes oh cool 
I said that, but I you I, don't I know. So. You don't know. It says for iOS. It doesn't say for iPad. Okay, well that's cool, man. I mean, you know, I like to make some moogie sounds, but the thing is, it's just like. I take a long time to make music, and if I'm going to be dicking around with something, I need to be dicking around with it on my computer so I can get some results. It's fair enough. It's fair enough. I I've not really used iOS to make music either, and oh, it's, it's not that I'm against it. I just I just don't see it as it's a thing. It's not that practical, man. It's just like I love the idea of it, um, but if you are time <clears throat> poor, it's not really. It's not really the way to go, I don't think. I also hate touch touch screens. Yeah. Like, I hate them with a passion. I just, I hate them. I don't I, know. I really hate them. Well, why do you hate them so much? Because this is clearly something you're very passionate about. They're inaccurate. About. Like, you try typing on a touch screen. It's it's not right. No, I, no. yeah, I mean... I prefer T9 text messaging. Really? Yeah. You are old school, James. Well, if, I if that's used, what it takes. I haven't used that for about a decade, mate. But, you know, fair play. Have you played... What is really important on touchscreen right now is PUBG Mobile. Have you played it? No, I have not. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's making video games fun again. Is it the uh, landing landing one? The landing one? No, is it the survival gun? Is it you one? jump out of a plane... You murder 99 other people. It's so good. <laughs> is it more realistically, you jump out of a plane, you get shot, and you have to start again? Well, no, it's full of bots. So ah. you actually get to kill a decent number of people, which is pretty Sweet. good, which I like. Because I tried playing Fortnite one time. The first person I saw shot me in the head, and I was like, forget this, mate. This isn't, this isn't, you know, this isn't feeding my ego in the way I want it to. But PUBG is wicked. Is it, um... Did you go up to the guy and try and give him like a power crystal and offer him some cake and then he just shot you in the face? No, I'm not sure that's how Fortnite works. Um right. but yeah, I'm not I'm not very au fait with it. But yeah, um it wasn't it's not it's not friendly. <clears throat> I'll tell you that much, mate. <laughs> it wasn't the thing about this that you can all talk to each other at the same time. Um I guess you can. Everyone I like, who's in it. I like to do it though, so you've just got the team chat on and if you're playing with some buddies it's pretty funny. <laughs> so that's what, so I've given up making music now and all I do is play very low level PUBG on Professional. my phone in bed. PUBG Pro. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, okay, let's, that, that, that's a moog. Okay, I'll bear that in mind. I would like them to bring out a plug-in version. Actually, this can, can I bring something up? Yeah. I recently discovered that Korg have bought out a plug-in version of the um, ARP Odyssey. Have you seen that? Yes. It's wicked. Um, it's really good. Uh, I can't remember. I can't comment. Tell me about it. Um, well, basically, so a couple of years ago, they brought out a hardware reproduction of it. And I had to go in elevator sound in Stokes Croft, not a million miles away from here. And I was like, oh, son, this is wicked. And so for a while, I was like, oh, if I had loads of money, I'd buy one of these. But I don't need to because now they brought out a software version. Obviously, it doesn't sound quite uh -huh, the same. Uh -huh. But the the sweet thing for me was because I already had bought the the just the core legacy collection. I got it for fifty bucks, mm. man. And it, and like this is the first synth I've bought in a little while, and I'm loving it. It's really good. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I I was very aware of the actual hardware. Yeah, the software's maybe, sick. Maybe the software passed me by now that I think about it, but. Yeah, I can't. I'm just so out of touch. I can't believe I hadn't even heard of it at all because it was exactly what I was looking for. But it's good, sick ring modulation, bit of sort of you know, yeah, getting getting some crazy sound effects and stuff in there. Some very expressive leads, mates. You know how I do. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> Thanks, mate. More I need, power to your leads. I need every bit of it. Do you have any news you want to bring up? Yeah, I, d I thought we were going to talk about a really important thing that we always talk about. Go ahead. Uh, um, I think I know what it is. I think you do know what it <laughs> because is. Because it's been following me around YouTube and the internet. What? I'm not sure we talk about the same thing. I'm, oh. talk I'm talking about Cakewalk. Oh, what are you talking? Let's do yours first. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Hans Zimmer strings. Oh my god! What's the deal with Hans Zimmer? Uh, he's just done a uh, stringy library with Spitfire Audio. Oh, cool! And I mean, that's that's all. I'm well sure and good. he was really closely involved with the development yeah. of that. Yeah, I'm sure he, he uh, orchestrated every little oh, tweak. I like that. Yeah, that's a pun, right? <laughs> 
Um, yeah, uh, this thing has been following me around like a stalking him in front of every YouTube video oh, on every website. Word. I see a little Hans Zimmer strings thing. I'm being well targeted by these guys. Well, so um, is it the sort of thing you get on? They've got a subscription package. No, is that East West? That's East West. Yeah. So what? So is this something that you buy? It's a product that one would buy. Well, yeah, it is a one-off product. It it is a hefty. Five hundred and fifty pounds, six hundred dollars. Okay, uh, and that's just the introductory price. Oh my god! Um, so yeah, it's it, it's a romper. Yeah, it's Spitfire have stopped doing uh, contact libraries as such, and it's it's a proper plugin. Oh, words, right? Which is something. Uh, can you guess how many gigabytes it is? It's. Th- 50 gigabytes. No, it's 60 gigabytes. Okay, let me tell you that um, it was created with 344 players at Air Studios. It's 110 gigabytes. Let me tell you that it um, was recorded with 60 violins. It's surely not more than 140 gigabytes. Performing a large number of playing techniques, resulting in an amazing amount of compositional possibilities. There's no way in hell it's bigger than 155 gigabytes. <laughs> um, How big is it? The Hans Zimmer production team had the freedom and flexibility to sample them performing a large number of playing techniques. What did he kind of like unlock their chains yeah, so I that guess they could so. move freely? No, Tim, it is even bigger than that. Are we talking... A whopping 200 gigabytes. Not quite. It's oh. <laughs> it's going to sound underwhelming now, but it's 184 gigabytes of hard drive space is required for Hans Zimmer strings. Do they sell it to you on a hard drive, presumably? Uh, no, I don't think so. What the F? This is, like, is this... I mean, we've, we've all seen... It's not huge... 184 gigabyte download, is it? No, space required. How did they deliver it to you? It, it, it doesn't. It wouldn't make sense to have that on DVD. No, I, I assume it's a download. That is nuts. That's it, nut bags. It is nut bags. It's like I've seen. I've seen some pretty hefty sample libraries. Yeah, yeah. One hundred and forty-eight. Uh, one hundred and eighty-four gigabytes. It's taking some serious cake. And it's going to sound exactly the same as the contact library string ensemble patch. Am I right? I think I think Spitfire are sometimes, I may be wrong, but I think they're sometimes guilty of just putting huge things together. So you think, well, it's got to be great. Oh, okay. And where they possibly, maybe, maybe not, I'm not, I'm not the, the biggest uh, sampling aficionado here, but yeah. possibly they didn't have to have it so big. I well, don't know. Maybe they could have uh, done some intelligent things to reduce that file size, but maybe the fact that it's so massive is a bit of a bit of an extra tool for promotion. I guess so. To say I mean, this is serious, I once downloaded a six gigabyte cello. Okay. From Spitfire, and that's just a cello. Yeah, man. I'm sure they know what they're doing, and they wouldn't mess around. Plus, they've got all their servers to worry about and everything, so they go. They got to pay for that. Yeah, well, they got to upload. Gotta, I guess. Be paying through the nose for this Hans Zimmer strings 184 gigabytes. Well, I'm sure it sounds amazing. Have you had a listen to it? Only, only via the unskippable YouTube. Oh, okay, <laughs> and what, what were your thoughts on that then? Uh, I mean, it, it sounds great. You can't deny it sounds great, but and I'm sh- I'm sure if it's got Hans Zimmer's name on, that's gonna flog him a few copies. Mm. You know, fair he's, play. He's not fucking around this Zimmer. No, he isn't, mate. Get yourself locked into the Zimmer mainframe. Ah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I don't think I know what you're talking about with Cakewalk. What? Why have you not been keeping up with the latest Cakewalk news? Tell me. Cakewalk. Okay. Sonar is back. Yeah. It's not called Sonar anymore. It's called Cakewalk now, just to make things ultra confusing. Right. And it's free. Why haven't I heard of this? Yeah, mate, I'm really surprised you didn't bring this up first thing. Okay, so... Hang on. Yeah. Back the F up. Cakewalk. Is Cakewalk just what Sonar was? Yeah, I believe so. And it's free. Because I didn't do much research on this because I thought you'd be quizzing me on it. So, no. Yeah. It's free. It's free. It's still Windows only. Okay. It's a free Windows only door. Like literally a free... 
Fucking hell. Yeah. So presumably... Well, where do they get their money? Well, I imagine how they will monetize it is by flogging you soundware in the in the door itself. That is pure conjecture on my part. The thing though. is, Sonar was always one of these things where it had a load of bundled stuff. And so I assume the bundled stuff was all being done via a bit of a royalty to each developer. We don't know. Could have, know. It could have been just the developers using it for promotional purposes, but they had some pretty serious stuff in there, some real software in there. And I, I always thought that was sort of part of the price in a way. But if they are giving it all away for free now, are they giving away all the same bundled stuff? I don't know. I mean, what I would imagine is you get the door and then if you want Dimension or Z Plus or whatever the things are called, then maybe that's how they're going to get some cash out of you. Mm. Okay, the story has just come up three hours ago on kvr really is that yeah i knew about this stuff yesterday <laughs> mate because i'm ahead of the curve so cakewalk by band lab is a streamlined streamlined version of sonar platinum and certain third-party products and content bundles will no longer be included mm-hmm, as we suspected although if you already bought them in the past they seem like they are included um well i should hope so it's nice, and then it's nice that they're going to keep it going for people who forked out. Yeah, that's good. I mean, uh, it's surprising. Free. Everything's free nowadays. Freemium. People don't want to pay for anything. Freemium, mate. Wow, okay, that is that is new in the landscape, but when the fuck is it coming to Mac? Uh, I don't think it ever will. It, I, it feels like they'd have to invest an enormous amount of money to to do that um will they make a load of money off this um i i don't know if i was a youngster interested in making music and i was on windows maybe this is something i'd give a go personally i've always found sonar a bit cakehawk as it's called now <laughs> a bit user unfriendly mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i don't know if it'll be like a hard sell for like the kiddies possibly i mean uh, it's not even a sell that's the thing. It can't be a hard sell because it's free. But, but the, mm. I mean, there's, there's plenty out there that's definitely got a better reputation, a far better reputation. Is not free. GarageBand is free. GarageBand is on free. On the other hand. And and user-friendly, the things you've got to be on a Mac. Um, I guess the competition, seeing as they're on Windows, will be people cracking software. Mm. And that is that is a very difficult, th- you, you know, that's a difficult thing to um, overcome. I mean, I guess you've got to make your stuff real friendly um, and not hamstring it too much. Which, I mean, it doesn't sound like they've done it, but I guess we really we need to see it in action to really mm. have, a, have a better idea. And I don't run Windows anymore, mate, because it's old-fashioned. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> but do you think this free freemium... Do you not think there's a limit to how many things can be freemium? I would, or is it just the way we do things now? I know. I'd rather. I would like. I uh, you know, uh, making music is a big deal for me. I'd rather invest some money in it and do it, quote unquote, properly and do it the way I want to do it. I mean, the the other point is, I think doors have been stagnating for a while. Like they could be so much more, and they could do so much better. And I think we've learned to live with less from all of them so far i think they could do they could be working far 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 harder to make them better and this is my personal opinion but they they're not good enough and so it sort of feels right that a very good door by today's standards is very cheap because i Really, I think they could they could be so much more. They could do so much more. I don't know, man. I'm pretty happy with how Ableton Live's been coming along. I feel like they have they haven't fallen into the trap of adding too much stuff to it, mm. and the stuff that they do add is really useful. And I wouldn't have imagined, you know, even a few years ago, that you know, Audi to MIDI would be sort of like stand, you know, a standard door feature and stuff and everything. It'd be nice if everything had some kind of pitch, you know, decent pitch correction as standard that sort of stuff. But, you know, I mean, I yeah, I don't want things to move fast. I'm really happy with where things are at the moment. I don't want to have to learn too much new stuff. And, you know, to tax my brain too hard, that would, that would be a nightmare. I just, I just think we they're all playing catch-up with each other. Like, someone makes one feature, 
and maybe another person makes one other feature and then it takes months or years before everyone has those two features and then it happens again it's i want to see it pushed forward yeah fair enough on the other hand like you know some people still using trackers mate you know it's like now they are definitely free uh, no, Renoise is oh, not yeah, free. Yeah, Renoise is not free. But, you know, OpenMPT, come on. What's OpenMPT? Oh, it's one of the many free trackers free you can get on uh, Windows. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, uh, I think if I think it's I think it's pretty fair to say that Ableton are the market leaders at the moment. And I think their strategy of adding useful stuff um trying not to mess the old stuff up too much i think that's working i'd rather have steady steady sustained program you know slow and steady rather than trying to go too crazy and also i don't want to put all my projects in a free free door or something that i've got to rent adobe style i like to own it and know that i can come back to this stuff whenever mm, but and you know did you feel like that when you were just starting out uh i guess you wouldn't if like when i was starting out it was the early 90s. You wouldn't even consider something like that. I'm pretty sure I would have wanted to be able to to come back to it, you know? Yeah, yeah, true. And, you know, there are a lot of options for people who are starting out. There really are. I mean, it's an overwhelming array of options, I think, probably. Um, I think, you know, people will... I think if people take it seriously, they're going to want to be able to not rely on a, a cloud-based service that could disappear tomorrow. Not that it, not that Cakewalk will, but there's always that danger when you're using this sort of thing. I, I mean, I use Premiere for video editing, and I'd rather not, but I'm, I'm basically sort of stuck in that situation. Adobe, but, Adobe isn't going to just vaporize tomorrow, though, is it? No, they'll, yeah, and they're milking too much money out of everybody. And so, if, it, you know. if it did, then someone else would take over the lucrative cash cow that is Premiere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, I'm not too worried about that. But for my music stuff, which is the stuff that is really important to and me. And you'll need it. Years I want it now. like yeah, I want it whenever. Basically, you know, I've, there's so many. I've got so many projects, so many bits and bobs. True, you got so much old stuff that you might want to dredge up, and you've got Ugh. little things hiding that you haven't seen for ages, and you're going to want to open those one day. Yes, yeah, sometimes it's nice to open an old project and think, "What the heck was I thinking?" Or be pleasantly surprised that there is <laughs> an inkling of an idea that you can rejuvenate in them. Okay, James, have you seen that the legendary freeware developer Togu Audio Line is back with a vengeance? I haven't seen that. No, what have they done? Aha! Once again, I have trumped your supposedly superior news knowledge. They have created a thing called, I think it's called Tal Modular. Okay. And it it looks like Ace by Uhi. Ah. So do you want to have a look at that and tell me your thoughts or your thoughts? I I assume it's Tal-Modular. Yeah, maybe, mate. Uh, Tal hyphen mod. Sorry. Oh, is that oh soz? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I believe it's in beta or beta or however we've decided to say it. Uh, I think we're saying beta, aren't we? Yeah, beta. That's a bit more British, isn't it? Um, we're we're beta males. Alpha, alpha, beta, gamma, delta, right? Uh, whatever you say, bro. Okay, so what? This is a plugin, right? Or is it? No. Yeah, it's a plugin. So it's basically pretty much looks like Ace by Uhe. So I don't it's... think it's a plugin. What? $30 iOS iOS app. You're joking. Is this a freaking app? Yeah, man. Oh, good God. Do people just make more money off the app store than... Oh, God. They must be. No, I'm sure there's a PC in Mac Oh, version. yeah, yeah, there, there is. There is a PC in Mac there is. version. I was reading the Fact Mag story who seemed to only believe in apps. Oh, man. Which is like the opposite of us. Yeah, totally. Okay, so, yeah, Talmud... Look at that. Look at that and tell me what it makes you think Isn't of. Isn't that a Jewish holy book? <laughs> um, I am going to bow to your superior Semitic knowledge. What do, I, what do I think that is? Yeah, what do you think it looks like? Well, I mean, it, it's meant to be a modular system, right? But yeah. you saying it's, it's like Yuhi. It looks like Yuhi stuff, doesn't it? Is that because it's got cables in it? It does have cables in it. Is that why you think it and looks knobs. like Yuhi stuff? Yeah. Totally. But a modular system has cables in it too. Well, whatever, mate. I'm not familiar with real world music well, making equipment. What about Reason? Does it look like Reason? Uh, no. It That's got cables like, in no, it. It looks much more like Yuhi than like Reason. 
And look, they've got a they've got a flexible waveform in there. So can you grab anything you want and stick it anywhere you want? Um, or is it yes? I don't know about in the context of this plugin though. Or is it more of a like this is the fixed setup and you can obviously patch, literally no idea. Patch like I didn't I didn't want to spoil myself by learning too much about it in case you were gonna spritz spring it on me. Uh, spritz it all over you. <laughs> what does it say in the feature list? No, it, it seems to me that it's um, fixed modules. Oh, and obviously you're patching them together. So it's not any cable everywhere. Oh, I mean, it's any cable everywhere, but the modules themselves are locked in place. Oh, uh, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like with a well, modular system. I thought it looked more like Ace than like, um, you know, that. Who was that guy who did that modular system where you could add stuff willy-nilly? What? Uh, plug-in? Yeah. Would it be VCV Rack? I don't know. It was around for years and years. Oh, okay. In like a sort of beta sort of state or whatever. And then he started charging for it and stuff. Um, but yeah, there it, are looks, a few. it looks more like it's sort of Yuhi fixed modular sort of vibe. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, basically, in a way you could say it's semi-modular because it doesn't seem to be anything to anything. Yeah. But yeah, it looks nice and it's the towel sound. I like know? the towel sound. I've got a lot of time for the towel sound. A lot of people do. It's uh, it's very well respected. Yeah, I've got my, my respect for Togu has only increased Yeah, with this. And it seems quite reasonably priced as well. I think it's like 42 quid and there's a bit of a discount on it now because while it's still in beta, I think is the deal. Mm. No, it's looking looking good. And you got a little... Uh... Sequencer mod envelope and effects at the bottom. Yeah, tabable right stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you gonna be uh, you gonna be getting on this? Uh, maybe, probably not. I would imagine. I got I got headaches as it is, bro. But you know, you can get the iOS version if you want. Oh God, no. Google have created what they call an AI synth. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I saw something about this. Yeah, I mean, supposedly uses neural networks. Sure it does. To do what exactly? It's hard to say. <laughs> because... I don't need to see results. I just want a load of promises. Yeah, that's the thing. But this, this music, this, the music and the patches shown in this video, I mean, they're pretty standard synth patches. You know, you... What's happening? It sounds like physical modeling. Yeah. And it's got an an XY interface. Yeah. Sorry if I don't explode with anticipation. It's an open source thing. And there are plans and code for it. You can even get schematics to build the actual thing. You're going to have to find some kind of touchscreen interface somewhere. Oh, good God. But I don't see which part of it is actually doing any intelligent thing because it seems like you're just selecting a preset and then you got an xy pad you know what what's it extrapolating from that mate like i don't know man this this is the exact opposite of everything that i'm interested in basically you know it's it's like okay so you can change the lfo phase and you can set up an <laughs> adsr Ooh. envelope how is that an artificial intelligence synth mate maybe if you set up a patch and then you sort of recalibrated it so that patch was in the middle and then you could take it off in any number of ways you wanted and then recalibrate it and then do it again. Well, kind of like the uh, easy stuff in something like NIFM8, for example. Something like that. Or, for example, you know, you have Synplant, which yeah, you can yeah, evolve yeah. a sound. And that would be good. It wouldn't even need to be intelligent. But this just seems like a synth. The thing is, the whole thing with like music production is, I like to know what is going on so that I can control it properly and I can I can learn and everything and I can use those sort of skills with other instruments and stuff like that. Yeah. For me, just doodling around on half an hour on, on some bespoke bit of kit to make a sound that I may or may not use. For me, that is not a good use of time. I, I really don't see how they can justify this as artificial intelligence, how they can justify this as a project. I don't think this is even necessarily aimed at us. I think this might just be aimed at the public. Yeah, I think this is aimed at normies, like, mate, to oh, be fair. So yeah. you, can, you can change the attack on yeah, your sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, and then you can change, like, the, the release of the sound as well. Well, it has it has distracted us momentarily from all of these 
IT giants just stealing all of our information, true, and selling true. it, and but leaking it constantly. They'll, so, they'll probably, uh, yeah, they'll bring out your ne- your next track before you do. Oh my god! Do you know what? That would actually be a real time saver. If they, <laughs> if they could do that and everything, and I could just like sign off on it. Yeah, that would be all right, man. Yeah, but it uses your intelligence, oh god, yeah. which it's got through its neural network of how you make music. If I could have like a clone brain of myself to just like learn about music tech stuff and make the music and I could just like chill in the bath and play PUBG. It can even work for me. It can even do the podcast for you. Oh my God. That'd be brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out of here. Need some kind of voice synth though, but I think they've got that covered with their ADSR. Yes, it would. James. (laughs) Did you see that Behringer have announced their new factory? No. So it's Behring, an actual factory, is it? It's, it's an actual factory, and it's massive. It's basically a town. <gasps> it's um, How dystopian. I love it. it. That's the thing. It is very dystopian. It's uh, called Music Tribe City. Oh, Which my sounds God. a bit Where like... Where are you from? I'm from Music Tribe City, yeah. so, uh, you know... <laughs> sounds, sounds like a Pokemon city. Yeah, we, yeah, it really does. There's a, there's a gym in there. It looks gotta... massive! Yeah, that's the thing. That's why it's a city. It's got basketball Mate, how courts. much money is Beringer making? Yeah, exactly. But No one plays that much pool, by the, thing the way. Is, this, you don't need four simultaneous pool games going on. This is a bit dystopian, you know? Oh, God. They've got shuttle buses, and they've got, like, they call their, their residents tribers. Oh, no, man. This is going in a bit of a dark direction, yeah. basically. It's like um, like an old industrial mill in the northern yeah, England, yeah, where you, yeah. you, you're you a philanthropist because you uh, have given your workers a place to live on site. Yeah, right. Aren't you right. very good for rehousing those people right next to the factory and then charging them rent, which you pay back to them in wages, which they give back to you? Yeah, around. yeah. It seems like the human centipede in... <laughs> economic form and it's it makes me deeply uncomfortable yeah it's a bit sinister mate i'm sure they'll be making some lovely instruments and everything well yeah i mean we've got to get our freaking cheap mood copies somehow the only what worries me is that this is the death of freedom and joy it certainly looks like it judging by their deli Oh my god. Oh, look how happy they are, though. Oh, yeah, it's okay because they're all real happy. Um, I mean, is this in China? Yeah. And Oh, well, we don't have to worry about it as Westerners. That's not, it's not really our problem, right? Is this some kind of Naomi Klein style disaster? I'm, I'm sure whatever happens in China won't eventually end up happening over here. It's, it's, I don't know if this is actually owned by Behringer or if they've got some uh, venture out there which is technically going to own the factory and employ all the people, and Behringer have just got a contract with this company who then can do whatever they want to these poor people, like crush them with pool tables. And yeah, stuff like oh, God. And run them over with shuttle buses with Music Tribe written on the side. I just I just don't know. I, I, it makes me deeply uncomfortable. Sure, sure. But I mean... Like you say, we do need our, our Policy clones... I know, stat. man. Well, the thing is, I don't mind getting those in software form, basically. So do we really need... Ah. Massive factories, you know, creating all this like all this junk. And Can everything. we just have one AI uh, hardware controller which uh, totes. shifts all its parameters around? Totes, totes. Uh, I'm pretty, you know, as long as I got my laptop, which obviously has to be made in a factory in China. Yeah. Um, I'm happy with just the software, thanks. So you know. Yeah, just buy a new pair of jeans occasionally. Well, not really. I don't. I don't buy new clothes. Okay. I've been wearing the same clothes now for like literally the last five years, <laughs> and they only get more comfortable. <laughs> but yeah, this is. I don't know, man. I feel like this is just another indication that we need a global socialist revolution asap. But I just. I don't see it happening. Like to be the honest. kind in Mao's China. This, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. this is in a way it is. Depending how you look at it, on that level, it is socialist. The site also contains a supermarket, bakery, laundry service, and hospital. This is the this is the opposite of socialism. A hospital? Well, I don't know. It's like uh, on this level, like to those people, if they were self governing, that would be an amazing collective. Like the thing, but is, you know, they're not self governing. Yeah, yeah. This is the thing, and it's like, do you want to choose the nation you live in, like based on who you work for? Can you imagine what reality would be like for us if Plus, that was the case? If this factory is made by Behringer, 
Oh, really? What you think you it's going to fall apart after a couple of years? <laughs> it's going to be very reasonably priced, I would imagine. Yeah. I don't I don't really use any bearing a kit, but, you know, they certainly flog a lot of it, I'm assuming, if they're building a city. Yeah, I have I had an audio interface that they made, and it was it was no frills, but yeah. it, it doesn't work. I want to go and live in M-Audio Town. Is M-Audio still a thing? <laughs> yes. What's the, what's the Mackie, the cheap Mackie stuff? Tapco. Okay. I had a really bad Tapco audio interface. That okay. Was terrible. What what town would a uh, different company be? Okay, Mark of the Unicorn is kind of like Manhattan or whatever. Yeah, yeah. on it. You know, it's on still it. it's a nice place. It's pretty expensive and everything. That's for the uninitiated, that's Motu. Motu. Yeah, right. Why well, just like think about unicorns? Um, what else? M Audio is kind of like the barrio oh. in like. I don't know. Do you think it's like Caracas or something? Something like that. Like yeah, yeah. Bits of buildings are just falling off everywhere. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, who else? Who else is there? Who makes good stuff like Hammerfall? RME. Oh, RME. That'd be like that'd be Scandinavia. Yeah, know, RME would be somewhere. like a sleek, mm. high tax sort of town. Yeah, nice. Good yeah. education. Yeah, maybe maybe Oslo or something. Maybe maybe just right up to Stockholm. Manor. Yeah, right, sure. So Focusrite is like, you oh, know, Focus, right. Milton Keynes or something, I guess. You know, I, it's... I, I wouldn't go for Milton Keynes. I'd go for Oxford. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, sure. it's got pedigree. Yeah. It's got skill. <laughs> um, although, you know, they are literally based in High Wycombe, so oh, that's okay. fair enough. Um, okay, yeah, fair enough. Subpack. Subpack. An underground city. Yeah. Like, the mole maybe, people. maybe rap Bioshock's Rapture, the underwater city, is kind of, you know, they're breaking all the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Universal Audio. Ooh. That's, got, that's pretty high. It's like I, Tokyo. I think, I no, guess, no, it? I reckon it's like an antiquated Greek city. Oh, God. But like, it's a, it's a world heritage city because it's an emulation oh, of the past. You've got all that great old stuff there. Yeah. Okay. Sounds sounds way better than all the great new stuff. Okay, great. Sounds great. more like the original than the original. Genelec. Oh, Genelec could be something really nice. Um But oh, but God. fun for all ages and all wallet sizes. Okay. I mean, they're stylish. Maybe some kind of Italian city or something. Mm. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'd, I'd go for that. Yeah. Generally, you know, it's <clears throat> anyone can live there. Yeah. It's good. It's not necessarily super cheap, but you're going to have a good time. Uh, Tim, now it is time for Initialize This. <gasps> what are we going to be initializing, James? Well, for you today, I have this. This is a iOS app. It is on my phone. It is by Applied Acoustic Systems, and it is called Object. I don't want anything to do with this, James. I think you should do it this time, because <sighs> my fingers are too tired to do any finger drumming. How about that? Let me go for it. Tim, this is Applied Acoustic Systems Object, which is an iOS app for mm. your phone or your iPad. The idea is that it takes your inbuilt microphone as a source and has a sort of resonator, membrane-y thing, and whenever you tap the table, it turns it into a drum sound. Sure it does. You've got to have headphones on to actually make it work. Okay. But I literally downloaded it last night, have not opened it, except to check the sound levels. So I'm going to mess around with it and see what I can make happen. Okay, so we got a sort of material. I guess this is the angle of the membrane that it's going to hit.
position with that. Oh. Let's try uh, changing the membrane. We've got a circular one. How about a square? Ooh. I like that. That's uh. How's it sounding? It's sounding sort of buzzy and uh, a bit more rattly. Oh, okay. I like that more than the uh, round one. How about this? What the heck is that? I guess it's more of a xylophony sort of. Wicked. Wooden blocks. Hollow wooden blocks. Tone. I can move the tone up. Move the tone down. Nice and sort of subdued and muted. Wicked. And the pitch, I can mess with that. Pitch it down. Mm. <laughs> Looney tunes a bit. You like that? Mm. I suppose you're mixing here with the mix knob between the input and the output. What does that mean exactly? You get a bit more of the output signal, maybe? I might be wrong. Well, hold, hold, hold. So what's the input and what's the output? Do you actual tapping? Uh, the input is my tapping. The output is... So you get your tapping actually in the output signal, if you... Uh, if you yes. Okay. But I don't know how much of that is actually being recorded. Okay. I'm going to put the mix way up. Okay, I'm going to put it back to the square. Pitch down. And what I saw them do on the first thumbnail of the promotional video is mm. to use something else to tap. What? So I've got my oh, God. sock full of coins. Oh my god, we normally use that for violence, but today is being recruited for peaceful purposes. Yeah, exactly. We're um, going to use it for its non-intended purpose. Okay, okay. I don't hear much of a variation when I do a different kind of tap. Mm. There seems like there's a bit of velocity sensitivity, if you will. Okay. What if you try with a pen? Pen. Let's try with a pen, son. Oh, can I try with a pencil? <gasps> Why not? Oh, that's quite nice, actually. Sharper response. Oh. To another patch, keep things interesting. <laughs> eh, it's good. You seem to be having a lot of fun. Do you reckon it's practical in any way? I think the problem is that it's basically whatever sound you set is the sound you get, whatever you hit. So there doesn't seem it doesn't seem to be that responsive. Okay. So if I set the pitch up like this and I just go tap tap tap, I can hit harder and get a, a harder tap mm. out of it. But I can't like hit something different. It's always going to be that same yeah. tap sound. I'd like two of these. All right, I see. That's going to be expensive. Yeah, I guess you'd need two iPhones to do that, but it shouldn't be that bad to do it in the app, like, for different... If they can differentiate velocity... I mean, how much did this app cost? £3.99. £3.99? Yeah. Uh, I guess, you know. I mean, you can get a... What a, uh, what was the app we looked at before? The Moog. The Moog. You Does can get that for £4.99. Well, I put his apples and oranges, though, I guess, well... isn't it? But I guess it's a good time to be a mobile music maker. So, I wouldn't call it something for beats, you know? 
but if you're performing live, and I guess it's an interesting little... If you're performing live and you want one drum sound. Yeah. But who wants one drum sound, you know? I like it with the pens. Definitely like it with the pens. More than with the fingers. I was worried you were going to hurt that pencil, oh man. What about the, the lead inside it and everything? It's It'll be like, fine. It's okay. a Steinberg pencil, by the way. Oh, wow. But, uh, here's with the fingers. Uh, tone down. Membrane in the middle. Tone down a bit. That's fingers. Here is pencil. Far more defined there. Here is sock with coins in. I think I think this whole thing it relies on the uh, quality of your input and mm. how good the sound is getting through to it. And in this case, you can only have one sound. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give a quick try to it? No, I don't. Don't touch it. <laughs> In fact, if you were using it in court, I'd say, Honor, I object. Oh, God. <laughs> See, it makes it even worse that your voice is coming out through a little membrane resonator. Oh, God, really? Oh, mm. man. Can I, can I make some noise into it with my mouth? Yeah. Boop, boop, hello? It just sounds like you're speaking through a bottle. Yeah, wicked. That's the app I want. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. But I'm not sure how much use it is, unless you're recording drum by drum. And mm. even then, unless there's something I'm missing here, there's not that much customization. You, yeah, you got tone, position, and pitch, and you can choose whereabouts on the drum it's hitting, which does appeal to me. But you have to go back to the phone to tweak that whenever you want to tweak well, I, that. I guess if you know you're somebody who likes a bit of tinkering and everything, you want to record your stuff live. Uh, you're not like super photosynthesis. I get it, you know, for four quid or whatever. It's some drum sounds you can play with a table, which, you know, I guess will appeal, it'll appeal to someone, right? Yeah, and um, for 399 is cool. Um, just, uh, I'd expect a bit more development. I'd expect the velocity to change a few other things as well, for example, if velocity is the only thing you can do to do any expression mm -hmm. with it. Yeah, sure, sure, But sure. it's pretty fun. It's innovative. Yeah, I like how they've basically taken the the capabilities of the phone, i.e. the built-in microphone, and done something useful with them, you know? Mm. Not often we see that other than people making little recorders and stuff. Mm. I wonder what it would be like if you could beatbox into it. Ah, that's stupid. I'm <laughs> We've seen and done everything that we possibly could, James. How's it been for you? Oh, I am tuckered out, Tim, emotionally and physically. And what about mentally as well? Um, you look still mentally fairly active. I'm 80% of the way there, but I'm fine. So, so what are you going to do now? Some kind of Sudoku to soothe, soothe your soul? No, I think I'm just going to tie some lamb shanks around my legs and go for a quick power walk. <laughs> wow, exciting. I am going to disappear into the netherworld until next episode, I think. See you then. Okay, see you later, guys. Bye-bye. Look at those healthy-looking waveforms. Those are some healthy-looking oh. waveforms. They're not sausages. Oh, they're, they're beautiful Toblerone mountain ranges. Look at that. Oh.